Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And we're sans Angie today, uh, but we're and we're talking about a big topic. Um, Angie actually said this is something that she wanted to hear us talk about specifically, and that topic is hell. Cue the music. Yeah, right. Uh, so like I said, it's a big topic, um, and we aren't going to talk about so much our personal views as we are views that we've encountered that have um, just caused us to wrestle. Yeah, especially, I guess the, yeah, especially recently. You know, yeah. like in the last couple of years, probably. I mean, I would... I, Maybe I've actually year. been thinking about that. I, I think it's in the last six months for me, yeah, actually. Maybe so. And I don't really know what, um, for you, caused you to sort of look at these views. Maybe it was uh, in our embrace of Lutheranism. Uh, wow, you tr- just you just said to, it. Trying, we, have, we have not said that at all on this cast. Well, I will say <laughs> Lutheran-esque thought. You know, we're not we're not members of a Lutheran church or anything like that. Um, though we we sympathize with the, a lot of the views. Maybe in exploring that a little bit, we look to say, okay, what is what is Mar- what did Martin Luther or Lutheranism traditionally teach about mm-hmm. hell? And maybe can I can I agree yeah. with that? I don't, I don't know. Honestly, don't know what it was that caused me. I, I think what it was was my infatuation with uh, George McDonald, who we will probably talk about. Uh, I, I'll definitely yeah, talk will, about him. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was my infatuation with him, the influence he had on C.S. Lewis, and uh, that's what I was going to say is, I within the past six months, I've discovered that there are conservative, orthodox people that hold to different positions than I did, um, and Hist- I had no idea. Historically conservative and orthodox, yeah, not American conservative, right, right, orthodox. right, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I think. When people and I'm not, and this is in no way meant to be a criticism. Um, Conservative what, has a different word yes, in our in our day. Yes, yeah, I do mean historical Cons- historical, historical orthodoxy. Yeah, American conservative uh, Christianity, which is not what I meant, is synonymous with um, Protestant evangelicalism. Yeah, and the evangelicalism, however you say, I don't, I'm not saying that right, <laughs> but people know what I'm talking about. Um, so those are largely there's a bit, lot of overlap, right? Right, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about historical views of the church that were accepted widely, and are are at least um, uh, they were accepted, even if there were differing views within them. Yeah, uh, and but- they, and these people had a high view of scripture, um, believed in the Trinity and the and the divinity of Christ, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it was interesting to me learning that the the early church fathers was were so concerned with the Trinity, the hypostatic union, um, the divinity of Christ, that views of hell were really seen as tertiary issues. They really didn't even consider them to be important. Right. Whereas in uh, in modern times in, in this country, a rejection of a literal hell has, gets uh, gets you canceled. Yeah. In, in 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 circles, certain circles within right. within Christianity, and so even the views that I, I want to mention today, uh, I, I I don't think I've been persuaded of them. Like I right. haven't changed my view right. of what hell is, but those views and encountering them have changed me in the sense of 
I think you and I would both agree that there was a time where our theology didn't really allow us to treat every issue as if it was a hill to die on, but in practice, that's really what what it had gotten to. Correct. Is that every hill was a hill to die on? If you didn't believe exactly as I believe, then you know you're you're outside of the of the kingdom. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have gone that far, but I, I in word, I'm saying in, in word, practice, yeah, right? Yeah, in yeah. words, and I didn't go that far. Yeah, uh, but in practice, that's really what my life. Uh, if someone was yeah. looking outside in, that's what people would have said. I believed, even yeah. though I would not have said I believed that. That makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. And so, just a couple of uh, views that I've encountered, um, differing views of hell, is the conditionalist approach. And this is one that Luther held to, Martin Luther, uh, and John Stott. Um, sometimes it's called annihilationism. And there are different, there are differing views even within that camp. Right, so as for, with many things. Yeah, so for instance, Martin Luther, at some point, I'm not saying he held to this his entire life, but at some point, he argues from Genesis that, that, we are, that God being the source of life to ever be disconnected from that source was to cease to exist. Um, John Stott, on the other hand, more of a traditional sense of the annihilationist view is that uh, you, you, you kind of serve your time and then you are annihilated. You, you no longer cease to exist yeah, so, at that point. So basically if you, if you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've read, I've read the, uh, the cross of Christ by Stott where he, where he deals with this briefly um, but annihilationism doesn't necessarily mean that when you die, you cease to exist. It's that one day at the judgment, when right. God judges the wicked and the righteous, the righteous are invited into eternal life. The wicked, no matter how long you've been dead, mm-hmm. are then done away with. That's right. Finally yeah. and forever. Right. So if you're dead now, you're in this state of limbo, mm-hmm. um, where you're waiting for the day, wa- of awaiting for the day of judgment, mm-hmm. and so if you've been dead a long time, it's bad for you. If you've been dead a relatively short time, uh, maybe it's not as bad. But the end is the same. Yeah, you're, I, you're going to cease to your, your consciousness, your your personage, all of that will will end. Yeah, and I I don't know if all that is exactly right. Yeah, but enough of it is right to believe to to know that that is not the at least from my understanding of the traditional evangelical view of hell, right. that it's not that. Absolutely not. And John Stott is like this pillar, this modern yeah. pillar of Absolutely. the faith. Yeah. And he has a different view of hell right. than I do. Right. You know, and so, and it's, it goes back to that line where we're talking about how the, we, we might not have been persuaded of these views, mm-hmm. but that, but merely encountering them right. has changed us. Yes, in some I, w- way. I would never say John Stott is not a Christian. Right, <laughs> right. Whereas before, yeah. two years ago, yeah. I might have been willing to say that. You know, yeah. I, I, I read Cross of Christ when I was bre- very briefly in seminary, and uh, had to do a like a essentially a book report on it. And so, where I went to a Baptist seminary, who you know, which upholds the position of a, of a literal. Hell. Conscious, a, eternal. Yeah, conscious, eternal, physical yeah. punishment, um, just punishment for the sin, for your sins. This whole idea that either you're going to pay for your sins or Jesus did. Right. Right. There's no, um, there's no other real middle ground. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, they were assigning John Stott's works 
uh, or I was allowed to, to, to do that. And so, um, you know, John Stott is upheld as a pillar, as a pillar yeah. of, uh, of orthodoxy, mm-hmm. um, especially as it relates to Jesus. It's not like he's writing on church history or any, I mean, he, right, he, his, right. that cross of Christ book is about the person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so for that book to be upheld as, as, um, foundational to that theology, it means that his views are accepted. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. The only other, uh, the only other view that I've really wanted to talk about today was the McDonald's view of universalism. Mm-hmm. And George McDonald is like the guy who had the biggest, one of the biggest influences on C.S. Lewis. And so that, that's really where my fascination started with him. And then I think I was just reading on his Wikipedia page and mm-hmm. discovered his views of universalism. Yeah, that hopeful universalism. Yeah, right, yeah. And it's, I think my understanding before encountering McDonald was that universalism meant there's no hell and mm-hmm. everyone just gets to go. It doesn't matter what you do, you just get to go be right. with God forever. And that's not his view. Yeah. His view is hell is a real place. But it's a place meant to um, purify, and it's and so it's it's painful, it's torment, but the end goal is reconciliation with God, yeah. and so that all people one day will truly be reconciled to God. And through what means? I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, I would say okay, but if the if the way they're reconciled to God is through their atonement. I would reject that, yeah, as something less than biblical. Which I'm not saying that that's what McDonald teaches. I believe he probably teaches that um, through the gospel, mm-hmm. in some way, through the knowledge and 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 belief in the gospel um, that Jesus Christ died the physical death that you are experiencing, but yet have not had in a final sense that you'll be reconciled yeah. to God. Uh, and I don't God know. Grants all people. Faith. I don't even know. I don't even know that he would get that specific. Yeah, maybe not. You know, I think it's just a it. This belief I have found. They you this people who hold this will argue from texts of scripture. Mm-hmm. But I what I have found is it's more based on a philosophical axiom that God is a loving Father who only ever wounds to heal, and that is an incredibly persuasive argument. To me, yeah, um, and, and again, I, I am someone who holds the scripture in high regard, right? And so, most of my beliefs I try to base off that. I'm sure yeah. I have some that aren't, but right. that's my goal. At least my conscious goal is to be, have my beliefs based on on the text of scripture. Mm-hmm. But even still, like that, <laughs> yeah, I want to believe that, and that's yeah. something I've found that um, Carl Barth he he actually talked about. <laughs> is that he said he would never teach universalism in this sense. Um, but in some way, as Christians, this should be, our, our hearts should desire for this yeah, to be true. That was what I was going to say. Even if it's not. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that um, that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I, being converted to Christianity in a culture I won't ascribe this to like any specific church that I was a part of. I'm not saying that, but in this in this Christian culture that I was uh, converted into, um, there was this really heavy emphasis on on hell as as 
a place that you didn't want to go <laughs> and that God was going to send people mm-hmm. for a lack of faith and uh, or in rejection of what he offered them in Jesus. And, but there was this, it was, it was heavily emphasized um, again, not by any specific church that I was a part of, but just in the culture that I was in. Um, and I think where I'm at now, and I'm willing to admit this is I am in an effort to, I don't really agree with the emphasis that it was put on, that was put on it. I'm swinging the other way. So where something like hopeful, uh, universalism is attractive to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but where I sort of know I'm going to land is in the middle, which is believing more closely with those, with that position that was emphasized to me, but just not putting the emphasis on it Mm -hmm. that was originally. And so where would you say the emphasis is now for you on the love of God Mm -hmm. for humanity in the person of Jesus Christ? Yeah. And so instead of while hell, while I may believe that hell is real and people will go there for their rejection of that message, I don't believe that that's God's desire mm-hmm. for people. And um, yeah, there's an old Testament. So I want to focus on, Ezekiel. Yeah. I want to focus yeah. on what his desire is yeah. for all people. It's, I, you know, you certainly, the none should perish, yeah, but all should have eternal yeah, life. It's yeah. not, it's not that people don't need to be warned from what they need to flee from, mm-hmm. but on the same, uh, the sa- uh, other side of the same coin is they need to be told what they're fleeing to. Right. You know, it's not good enough to say flee hell. Yeah. And without saying, okay, I'm running away from that. Where mm-hmm. am I going? Yeah. It, it's that old, uh, adage of, we don't want to give people fire insurance. Right. You know, we, we yeah. want to, I, if I am one to the faith out of a fear of hell, instead of an attraction to the beauty and wonder and awe inspiring nature of God, that's going to, that's going to influence my faith in certain ways. And I think it has, it probably has for you. I think you could probably agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean that you, you might have been one to the faith in fire insurance and, (laughs) uh, and what you're doing now is maybe being attracted to that more love, awe, mystery and nature of God. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And I think as in so many things, what, what I've been chiefly, the thing that has chiefly influenced me in that is, is fatherhood. Mm. Um, certainly I have rules in place for my kids. Um, but my life, my life as a father is not spent warning them of the dangers Mm. as much as reminding them of my love for them Mm -hmm. and in, in hopes that in, in reminding them of that, that becomes more attractive than any, any fleeting joy they might get pursuing something else. Yeah. And so it's my hope that they would always pursue that love for, from me rather than fear of punishment, fear of punishment yeah. from me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I am fully admitting that that relationship has greatly influenced my position on a lot of things. Right. And it's not, like I said, it's not so much that I don't, I no longer believe things about hell that I've always believed. Mm-hmm. It's just that the emphasis is, is somewhere else. Yeah. You know, those warnings and those, um, 
guard those those the warnings and the the desire for that to be taught is still there. It's just not primary yeah. for me. Yeah, and that that's what we want to do today. We want to hold to our opinions of the faith lightly. We want to point others to our God and uh, be in service to them. And until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace.